pizza is uh, like really what made me fall in love before I fell in love with the, the bread aspect of things. Pizza's for everyone, you know, and I, you know way better than me. It can be made a million different ways and it's still pizza. So it's like this great unifying food. A childhood in Tennessee leads to culinary school, followed by stints in Northern California and Italy. When Tandy Wilson finally came home to open his own place, making pizzas became a central part of the menu. The story behind City House in Nashville, straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. Welcome to the show, everybody. Great to have you along with us uh, for another edition of Pizza City. We are wrapping up our Nashville series this week. We've been in the South all of February. Nice change from Chicago. And sadly, only found one decent pizza where we are in the panhandle. You're going to be hearing about it in a couple of weeks. But our final stop in Nashville this week takes us to one of the old guards, City House. It's a 13-year-old restaurant in Germantown, not far from the banks of the Cumberland River. I had visited uh, there several years ago. I was reminded of places like A16 or Delfina in San Francisco in terms of the vibe of the place and the pizza cooked in a wood-burning oven. It was just remarkable. Um, Nashville's pizza scene definitely on the road to improvement. I think if you've lived in Nashville for some time, if you've been there for more than five or six years, you'd probably say it really has never been much of a pizza town. But a couple of New York imports now, Two Boots and Emmy Squared, uh, DeSano is doing Neapolitan pies. There's Rockin' Dough. Slim and Huskies has a couple of locations. Five Points is doing a New York City style. And then the last show we just had a couple weeks ago, Nikki's Coal Fired. They are located in the na- in the Nations. That's a neighborhood in West Nashville. So this week I sat down with the chef and owner of City House, Tandy Wilson, whose own childhood pizza memories are, how shall we say, not that memorable. Mr. Getty's here and it was it was like a small chain and wasn't really so much a buffet but maybe it kind of was and it was the cheap pizza place that you could take the whole baseball team or the whole soccer team. So it was a, probably a, a thin pizza though not a thick one and was it like kind of wedges or squares? Wedges. It wasn't like remarkable in any way to be honest with you. I remember the duck hunt game in the place. I remember the video games more than the pizza, and I'm not a video game guy. Okay, so clearly we know where that pizza stood in terms of hierarchy. Um, now, City House, for folks who don't know, this is this is a restaurant. It's a, there are other things besides pizza, but a, a big part of the menu, uh, well, maybe five or six items is pizza. I was here about four or five years ago with my family and was struck by how good the pizza was well before I was into the pizza game and having a tour business and a book and all that sort of thing. But when I was coming back to Nashville, I said, we really need to talk to the person behind the pizza here. And so I'm curious when you say, you know, Mr. Gettys was kind of your early experience. Did you grow up in this area? And, and how did you get into culinary? 
yeah, I, I'm from Nashville. I grew up in Nashville, and uh, my dad was in the food business, so he was a food broker and did kind of regional sales, but cooking and food was a huge part of my family life, and I think I was just kind of in all directions heading towards food. Did you end up staging or going to culinary school? I, I, I went to college at the University of Tennessee, and I worked my way through school and kitchens. Uh, I, I took a job towards the end of my freshman year, and I was bit by the restaurant bug immediately. And so from there, I went to culinary school in Arizona. And, and at that point, I got placed in uh, Napa Valley at, at Trevigne. Was that Michael Chiarello? Yeah, yeah, not at the time. It was uh, Carmen Quagliata. Uh, it, was, it was a real busy, busy restaurant. That was my introduction to Italian food, pizza, and I, I cook grandma food. And it was my first place, really now I know, the first place I made the, the correlation to the food that I love and grandmothers of, that I grew up with and my family to the grandmothers of Italy. And I thought that was my food connection. Well, it's not true. It's also to the grandmothers of France and Vietnam and everywhere I go. It's that type of cuisine that really makes me excited. So where was the Wilson clan from originally? What kind of food were you having growing up? Uh, Southern food. We've been around Southern food long enough that I think that is... Uh, it is the food that I knew, you know, homey food. Uh, at one point, my, my grandparents did a family tree, and they were like, we're Scotch-Irish. And then I did 23 and Me, and I'm like overwhelmingly French. And I'm like, I didn't know I had any family from France. So going from this southern upbringing, uh, going out to the west coast, Napa Valley, and working with this sort of fancy-schmancy, uh, Mediterranean kitchen. What was it about the pizza that struck you um, in terms of your education? Pizza is uh, like really what made me fall in love before I fell in love with the, the bread aspect of things. Pizza's for everyone, you know, and I, you know way better than me. It can be made a million different ways and it's still pizza. So it's like this great unifying food. And I think that that quality falls in with that grandma thing really closely for me. Okay, so what happened after Napa Valley? You came back home? I traveled. I spent a few months in Italy. Um, what part? All around. I was there for two full months in that trip. A good amount of time in Rome, a good amount of time in Liguria, Friuli, and Udine, and, but also went to, to Naples. See, it's interesting. I think people in America generally think of Naples as, that's pizza central, right? That style, that wood fire, that, slot, that sort of wet middle the sort of puffy leopard spot in Cornichon. They don't think about Rome very much, but Bonchi has helped in terms of education in Chicago, certainly, because we've got a Bonchi. But people don't realize Romans actually like crispy pizza. Right, yeah, it's totally different there. And, and I had really great pizza experiences in Rome. I mean, Rome is one of those places where you can wake up in the morning and walk all day long and not stop seeing amazing things and eating amazing things it's really the only place in italy where you really feel comfortable walking around eating it's you know italians take the time to sit down and eat and enjoy a meal but rome moves so fast that that doesn't always happen you can just eat all day and i love that so how do you distill this experience of you know your southern upbringing 
West Coast, Northern California, exposure to pizza, living in Rome, seeing pizza in two or three different regions, bringing that all back now to City House and creating a pizza here. I think that the, the big Italian thing that I tried to take from it was like use, use the best ingredients. So for the most part, use what's around you was the the thought with a lot of things and uh like local pork local vegetables correct yeah as much as possible and that that was a little bit of the theory and it you know a little bit was i knew i wanted to do pizza honestly uh in california doing pizza it wasn't as good as what i wanted it to be and I had a good friend in San Francisco that was really killing it with pizza, and he was help, he was helping me out. Um, Who's that? Can you say? Yeah, Nate Appleman. Oh, A16. Yeah. I've been there, too. Yeah, so Nate and I were at Trevigne together. Oh, wow. And then when Nate left, <clears throat> we, we're, we, we still talk regularly. We're, we're good buddies. So he was able to give me a few pointers to understand... You know, hey, you got to let this stuff relax. You got to give it some time. You got to let it live. And, and, and that was a big, big factor in how we got to our pizza as well. So I, if I were to take a stab at it, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I would say the style of pizza here is kind of an artisan, longer fermented, a little bit higher hydration, certainly handmade or homemade as much as possible in terms of toppings. But in a wood-fired oven, that's maybe not as high as a Neapolitan, so therefore it's not really Neapolitan, but it's a wood-fired artisan. Right. How close am I? You're, you're pretty darn close. Yeah, the oven, I mean, we, we get the pizzas like right up on the fire because our oven is inefficient and leaks a lot of heat. And being from Chicago, a lot of my thought with that was uh, going to a VEC and having these wonderful meals and looking at that oven. And I'm like, hey, we could make pizza on one side and, and roast uh, fish and meat and chicken all on the other side. We used to be three days or 72 hours and we took uh, probably 18 hours out of that. You know, I'm having still great results. And Do you uh, natural starter or, yeast, no, or commercial? No, yeah, commercial yeast. Um, I, that, that's a place I'd love to go one day, but we're just not there yet. The dough, if it's active and moving and all that, when it goes into the cooler overnight, the work is done right there, you know? And, and when you hit the temperature that the yeast goes inactive, and it's just dormant in the fridge. Your dough's just kind of hanging out there. I mean, what's it really doing? You know, what, what are you really developing? What are you really adding? Uh, so I, I didn't, I just came to this place where I'm like, I, I don't know that we're proving anything by refrigerating it for an extra 24 hours. Okay, fair enough. All right, listen, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna keep talking with Tandy Wilson here at City House uh, in a minute. But uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk more specifically. We're gonna actually see him make a, a pizza on the line. And we'll talk specifically about what he is using to top his pizza of choice here. Uh, we're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back to the show. We're here in City House in Nashville with uh, Tandy Wilson, chef and owner. Just pulled out some dough that's only about 24 hours, yeah? Well, this one has an extra night on it. So it's... It's got an extra 12, 15 hours. Um, okay. Usually we bake this off and use it for our breadcrumbs, for meatballs. We make a gnocchi with it and, okay. and different things like that. So it's working it out on a marble surface here with, uh, it's pretty well floured and you're just kind of pressing it out with both hands. You're not doing 
kind of the Neapolitan in the air. Yeah, I don't have any formal training like that, so it was just kind of a guess, you know. Uh, also, you don't want to knock all the air out of it, do you? No, that's the idea. Yeah, so, yeah we, we're trying to be gentle. and uh, Hand stretch now. Yeah, hand stretch the last bit. What would you make if it was your family coming in for dinner? Well, I would make the belly ham. That would be what, what my wife would like. That's what my colleague at the Tennessean told me to get. I figured. <laughs> All right, so hand, this is a fresh mozz? Fresh mozz. We make it. it we, we rest it overnight in water, and then we, we break it up the next day for, for pizza. Good for you for making it. Interesting. Uh, you, you go cheese first, not sauce. Right. Well, there is no sauce. This is a, a blonde pie. Great. Uh, so uh, mozz and a little dry oregano on before the bake. So this is a, a pork belly from Bear Creek Farms, and we use a, a prosciutto cotto brine or like a deli ham, city ham brine, and uh, brine it for five days, and then we bake it. How far away is that farm? Uh, it's in Franklin. It's about 45 minutes. And then a handful of? Parm. Fresh mozz and parm, so you've got the sort of the richness and the saltiness. The saltiness, and uh, that's it. That's it? That's the whole thing. Really simple, okay. Yeah. Shaking it a little bit on the peel to separate it into the oven. And tell me about the stuff now. It's a dough pro. Um, it's God. It's really large. There's brick on the outside, but yeah. there's also steel cast iron. Yeah, the brick was originally part of the building. This was a duplex, and it separated, so it's just the facade. Oh. Um, of it, and, and yeah, this is just the venting. We just vent straight up. Okay. Now, because the design of this, it's not really a dome per se. It's like it's a it's a straight sort of even across ceiling yeah, it, it, it I mean it domes in a little on the ceiling but not a lot so we, yeah a lot of heat ends up coming right out the front and so do you need to keep the whatever those are called like the garage doors on the front of it or cause on the other side you do obviously we do in prep um, trying to build up as much heat as possible you just but threw in some wood by the way is that oak it is oak yeah okay. oak is what we have the most of around here occasionally we get some hickory but uh, it's mostly mostly white oak we get a little red oak now i noticed you didn't do a temperature reading beforehand what would you like in terms of sort of the ambient and the surface temperature of this of this hearth i have no idea great yeah don't do that okay I you want just the bottom cooked okay and so the, the top cooked correctly too so but, you know but you have to get the war the oven warmed up before service absolutely really close to the fire really close really really close yeah. and that's how we get that super high heat Getting some spotting on the undercarriage too, which is nice. Yeah. It's um, do, you, are you, do you want necessarily that leopard spotting on the outside, like a Neapolitan I or do, not? I like that. I just think it's pretty. It is. Yeah. Do these yeah. cook differently because there's no sauce? Is it a time difference? Not, not so much. I mean, you know, if you're cooking like a marinara, you got to get that sauce reduced to the right spot, and so that that's a little trickier. This is a very forgiving pizza. Super easy. Uh, we make some that'll have a bunch of greens on it, different things like that. Those are difficult, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff wants to go everywhere. Having eaten extensively in Italy, um, do, you, do you have a preference on a pizza that's that 90 second bake that's somewhat wet in the middle that requires knife and fork versus picking up a slice with your hands? I, I, I really liked experiencing that style of, of uh, Southern Italian pizza, Damichele, all that good stuff. Um, but it also wasn't my favorite pizza. If I went back to Naples, I would go back there without even thinking about it too, though. Um, now, now there really isn't, I mean, someone from this area who's had a business here, a restaurant for 13 years, 
Has there been much of a pizza culture to speak of here? I, I think, yeah. I, I you just got to say, is it the pizza culture that I'm into? You know what I mean? There's always a culture for pizza. Everybody loves pizza. Um, Have people been doing this kind of wood-fired style no, for a while? Too much no. wood fire. The, 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 the fire marshal looked at me like I was crazy when I asked him if we could have the wood oven here. Okay, what are you doing now? This is chili oil, you know. The, this would be like maybe more Calabrian influence. This is like the condiment you would ask for in a pizzeria in Italy, but it really uh, kind of makes it all happen. They don't do shakers of dried oregano and Parmesan and red pepper like in New York, yeah, right? We have that stuff if you want it. <laughs> do people ask for that? Does that drive you crazy? No, it used to, but uh, you know, people are going to be people. We didn't have a timer, we didn't have a temperature or a thermometer, but um, my guess was about a three to four minute bake at a, maybe 700 degrees or so? I think that's right, yeah. So that, that allows you to do what? Well, I, I think we get a fully baked pizza at that end. All our, 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 our toppings are melted. Uh, the caramelization is what, what it should be, you know. But the whole thing picks up easily as one disc of food. Interesting, uh, the technique of, of putting a pork product on a pizza and letting it render and the fat rendering into the dough. It's, this is the southern version of what we do in the Midwest, which is putting on raw bulk sausage with lots of fennel in it, pinched and then pressed directly onto the dough or onto the cheese on top of the pie. And that, that fat renders right. into the dough and you get that flavor. But yours is a very different, explain again what the, what's been done to that belly before it's been put onto the pie and then baked. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's brined in a, a prosciutto cotto or, or deli ham style of brine. So sugar and salt, black pepper, the things you'd expect. But then aromatics like onion and, and celery and parsley, uh, all that good stuff. And, and all that fat, that beautiful flavored fat is rendering off yeah. as it's being baked. And it's super clean. It doesn't have the harsh flavor of smoke on it. It doesn't have to be, so it's not, it, the, the oils aren't breaking down because they're not hitting super high heats and uh, rendering out the way they would in a pan. So it's a really clean, beautiful pork fat that seasons it. Had it been smoked, you think it'd be overpowering on the pizza? I do, yeah, yeah. I really think that, that that's the, <clears throat> that's why such a simple thing works, is the balance that it brings. Yeah, just that little bit of heat from the chili oil just gives it a little bit of a curveball that you need because it can be too rich maybe if it doesn't have something like that to cut through it. I think it is. I think it's way too rich without it, yeah. Uh, the, the, the edge is beautiful. You can, you can hold this, you can fold it. You don't need a knife and fork. Um, you've got a lot of good chew, and there's a nice little bit of open crumb just on the heel, maybe an inch or two, inch and a half, but that's plenty. Yeah, yeah, it, I think it's all the crust you want. I, I love crust. People aren't insulting you and asking for ranch to dip into the, after you've eaten part of the pizza, have they? Yeah, 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 we even sell it now. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I gave in with the to-go stuff, and, uh, you know, honestly, I, I've relaxed a lot, and, and my feeling is, if that's what people need, then, then so be it. That's fine. Spoken like a real business owner. Um, tell me, what other kinds of pizzas do you do besides this white one? Uh, we have a cheese pizza, um, and it's it's more like a. It, we did a margarita, and we can still do a margarita anytime. But the the cheese pizza is a, is a blend of mozzarella, montesio, parmesan. 
it gets chips of garlic and dry oregano and it's meant to be more like a, a slice of pie you know than it is like a classic margarita um the mayonnaise pizza it would probably be pretty interesting cheesy mayonnaise that we make it's got a lot of toasted black pepper raw garlic parmesan lemon juice and lemon zest and uh, we, we paint that directly onto the crust in a, in a nice thin layer. And right now we put uh, kale and haikura turnips sliced to look like little pieces of plain white sausage. <laughs> but uh, on top of that, and then Parmesan, and we finish that with chili oil. But we'll also, in the summertime, we'll take that mayonnaise and put it on and then do uh, slices of tomato and oh, put that over. Uh, you've only got about maybe half a dozen pizzas tops on this menu, but um, so many other things. Do you feel like sometimes you don't want to just be known as a place for pizza? I mean, if that's what people want, that's fine with me. The pizza and the pasta are the most interesting things for me. That's like the endless topics, you know, that I think we could continue to play around with and, and have fun with for the rest of my career without even thinking about it. Do you have a, a, st uh, a flavor, a type of pizza that you prefer after a long week if you're just going to make something for yourself to enjoy? Yeah, I, I usually make a, a, a giant pizza sandwich and I would make something not too dissimilar from the belly ham. Uh, lots of times I'll leave meat off though and, and make it all veg and then I make a, a salad in a deli container and I shake the salad up when I get home and I dump it in the uncut pizza and just fold it over and cut it in half. And I like crushed potato chips in that, like if we have any ends of bags of potato chips, but that's my end of the week. I'm done checking out. Uh. Hey, as you probably know, the last question we ask all our guests uh, is based on the experience you have now with making pizzas for gosh, 13 years in business here, plus all the years before that, what would you have told yourself before you opened up here and put pizza on your menu to be successful have more fun with it i think i tried to stay in the lanes um which certainly helped because it helped teach me and learn but i, I do think when i began to open up and say you know uh food is about cooking something delicious that somebody loves it, it doesn't mean that i need to follow the the rules of, of naples or some organization or anything like this just uh Make it as wholesome and delicious as you can and have some fun with it. Great advice. Uh, the restaurant, again, is called City House. It's in the Germantown area of Nashville. Uh, and I know there are a lot of great places to eat uh, here in town now. Lots of restaurants coming uh, and opening in Nashville. But there is a reason why City House has been open for 13 years. Tandy Wilson, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. All right, coming up in two weeks, a Neapolitan pizza in the heart of Florida's panhandle, inspired by a life-changing trip to an island off the coast of Naples. I wanted an authentic Naples-style pizza bar here. And we went to Ischia, which is an island off of Naples, and that's where the, where the real restaurant that we saw that captured you know, what pizza bar eventually became. And then you know the pizzas that we ate there were just off the charts and fantastic. Both the chef and owner of Bud and Allie's Pizza Bar tell me how they are interpreting wood-fired pies on the beach in Seaside, Florida. That's in two weeks on March 19th. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, tell a friend, and rate us, please. 
We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram, and our website is pizzacityusa.com. We are going to th- restart our tours in Chicago starting in late May. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And just a reminder, stay safe, everybody. Please keep ordering pizzas. Keep your favorites afloat during this difficult time. Thanks for listening. And here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio, always. <laughs>